0: Spencer Rattler is already considered a legend in the eyes of many Gamecock fans, but he has a chance to cement his legacy even further over the next two weeks. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. I am Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also a staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on si.com. Thank you all so much for making the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast your first watch or listen for your team here today. We are free and available both on YouTube and, as always, wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepickscom slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily Fantasy Sports made easy. When we look back on Spencer Rattler's career here at the University of South Carolina, we are going to remember his journey as... One that started off as a bit of a roller coaster, but one that certainly, at least from an individual standpoint, got a heck of a lot better as time went on here with Spencer Rattler's two seasons up to this point here at South Carolina. And Spencer Rattler, some of those high moments that he has had has led to him carving out a spot in Gamecock lore. But. Over the next couple of weeks, Spencer Rattler has a great opportunity to cement his legacy even further here at South Carolina. And I really want to emphasize the word further from that statement because again, Spencer Rattler, he's already accomplished a lot here when you talk about some big moments in his career. You look back at the Tennessee and Clemson games. The unfortunate part about those two games is the fact that they are basically grouped together. Because, one, it's just easy for everybody to do it that way. And, two, it was two top ten teams that Spencer Rattler and Gamecocks defeated in back-to-back weeks. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, we have to separate those two games out when you talk about the legacy of Spencer Rattler here in Columbia. The Tennessee game, that game is legendary- all by itself because of the sheer numbers and the elite ball that Spencer Rattler played on that night. There's an old saying when it comes to big game performances from big time superstars that, you know something, no one could stop him on that night. Nobody was going to stop that team, that player, that athlete from winning that match or game. And that was the way that Spencer Rattler performed against the Tennessee Volunteers. And the season at that point, when you put the entirety of the context around it, it was on the brink, it felt like. South Carolina had just had a disastrous showing in Gainesville, where they failed to score a single offensive point against a Gators defense that by no means was good in 2022. And Spencer Rattler went out there and played basically the best game of his college football career on that night. And then just when you thought maybe he couldn't follow that up in full the next week against the Clemson Tigers, Spencer Rattler turns around and leads this team to a victory over their arch rivals for the first time since 2013, 10 seasons ago At that point, it ended the longest winning streak in the rivalry's history. It helped turn the tide in that rivalry back in South Carolina's favor. I think it gave them a great deal of momentum on the recruiting trail in this state. It helped them land guys like Cam Pringle, Mazio Bennett, Josiah Thompson, along with Blake Franks. That had a reverberating impact on South Carolina's football program, that win by itself, And Spencer Rattler was a big part of that because, sure, he did not play quite as well as he did against Tennessee, and he had two interceptions, but he overcame those interceptions. And he played much better ball as that game progressed and was definitely a part of the reason why South Carolina managed to win their second straight game over a top 10 opponent and then you look at the 2023 season in its entirety up to this point sure Spencer Rattler he's not maybe been the best quarterback on the road but granted there's not been many units at all on this team that have played well on the road and honestly Spencer Rattler he's been in piggyback mode and what I mean by that is he has sometimes just gone up to the rest of his guys and said you know what basically get on my back I'm gonna give you a piggyback ride I'm going to carry us in this game He's done that several times this year. And the stats bear that out. And now, coming into this Week 12 matchup against the Kentucky Wildcats, Spencer Rattler has a chance to grow his legend status at South Carolina even further. If the Gamecocks can defeat the Kentucky Wildcats and Clemson Tigers, they will officially be bowl eligible, which... I know some of you are going to scoff at that and say, Andrew, that's not what we're aiming for long-term. I understand that. But consider where the team was just a couple weeks ago. Two and six. Pretty much left for dead by almost every national analyst out there, just about. And now, they have a chance to possibly still go to a bowl game if they can take care of business in these last two games against two really good opponents in the Wildcats and the Tigers. Also... If out around the Gamecocks, let's say they win this week, and then the next week, they turn around and they beat Clemson. It would give South Carolina back-to-back wins over their arch rivals for the first time in a decade. Because the last time they did it was the tail end of that five-year winning streak they had in 2012 and 2013. Those two years capping the end of said winning streak. And that would go to just further shift the tide of that rivalry to South Carolina's side when it comes to this state, which, although it is inconsistent in terms of producing high school talent year to year, is still a big deal for Shane Beamer and the staff. And for those of you who might not agree with this, maybe some people are saying, Andrew, it's not that big of a deal for Spencer Rattler's legacy and how he's remembered here if he goes out there and wins these last two games. Here's what my response will be to you. If you find what Jason Brown did in 2021 to be impressive, where Jason Brown went out there, got his first start of FBS football against the Florida Gators, that offense put up 40 points that night, if I remember correctly, and then a couple weeks later, they defeated the Auburn Tigers at home. Those two wins got them to bowl eligibility, and I understand it. That was year one of the Shane tenure, not year three. But if you're going to, in a vacuum, view that moment as one that will always make you remember Jason Brown, a quarterback that's now at Jackson State, then you can't say that it's not going to have the same kind of effect on Spencer Rattler's legacy here at South Carolina. So the Gamecocks have got a lot to play for these last couple weeks. And I understand that for the most part, we're going to be focused on the team aspect Of these last two weeks. Because again this team. They're fighting for their bowl eligibility lives right now. But if they manage to pull this off. If they manage to sweep the month of November. Spencer Rattler. I would put him right at number two. Behind Connor Shaw. In terms of the talent that he had on the field. And also some of the things that he accomplished. He'd be right there. Behind number 14 for me. Because what he has had to deal with this year. This year. And with what he overcame in 2022, I don't know many other quarterbacks in Gamecock history that could have pulled that off. I just don't. Outside maybe Connor Shaw, maybe you can pick one or two other quarterbacks that had the talent, but maybe not quite the star-studded cast around them when they played at South Carolina. But point being, Spencer Rattler, he has a chance to do some great things in what is likely his final two games of his career here at South Carolina. Now again, all this is going to start on Saturday night against the Kentucky Wildcats. And while I talked a lot about this game on my Thursday crossover show that I did with Locked On Kentucky host Lance Dahl, I didn't get into my keys to the game for the Gamecocks. So I'm going to dive into those keys in just a couple moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by Prize picks. Prize picks is really simple to play because you can go on there, make your picks, and submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app out there. South Carolina, again, they're taking on the Kentucky Wildcats on Saturday night. And Spencer Rattler has got a stat line here from prize picks prize picks has his projected stat line set at 260 and a half yards i think spencer rattler is going to throw for more than 216 and a half passing yards because again spencer rattler and williams bryce in 2023 has just been a different dude at that quarterback position if you agree with me maybe you want to check out some other players and some other stat lines that you can pick, go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown college and use code lockdown college for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash lockdown college and promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. picks Daily Fantasy Sports made easy. Welcome back to this game day eve edition of the Lockdown On Gamecocks podcast where we cover your team every single day and as always a big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who make the Lockdown On Gamecocks podcast your daily watch on YouTube or your daily listen wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Let's talk about the keys to victory now for the South Carolina Gamecocks as they head into what is, once again, a must-win matchup here against the Kentucky Wildcats. And if the Gamecocks are going to win this football game, everybody's going to have to play a role, and that includes the fans. And I'll get into that part in just a couple of minutes. But let's start off with the defense, because... For the defense, this is going to be another football team that is going to pose a serious threat on the ground with running back Ray Davis. They like to use play action as well. They also like to use motion have tight ends in line with their offensive line. If you've been following the show this week, you would know all of this. But the main key to victory for South Carolina's defense in this game is this. It's okay to let Ray Davis hurt you, but don't let him kill you. Now, it might sound a bit morbid, me saying it that way, but here's what I mean by this. If Ray Davis gets an occasional 8, 9, 10-yard run, you know, let's say like one of every five carries or so, he gets that many yards. Okay, that's fine. You can live with that. Ray Davis is a dang good running back in the SEC. He's a guy that's got great contact balance. He is not going to go down easily. He's got really good ball carrier vision. Ray Davis is going to have a couple runs where no matter how hard you try, maybe no matter how good your positioning is, he's just going to make a play happen. And that's fine. Again, you can live with that if you're South Carolina's defense. But you cannot let him kill you. And there's a couple different ways that that can happen. One, Ray Davis could replicate what Chris Rodriguez did for Kentucky against this game Gamecock defense back in 2021. And if you're wondering what I mean by that, well, Chris Rodriguez in 2021, South Carolina never tackled him in the backfield. Chris Rodriguez in that game, constantly four yards, five yards, six yards. South Carolina wound up losing that game 16-10, to 10, largely because they had offensive turnovers and they could not stop Kentucky's Chris Rodriguez. It was basically death by a thousand paper cuts. The other thing that can kill you, obviously, is explosive running plays. For Shane Beamer, that's running plays of 12 yards or more. That's how his program defines an explosive run play. South Carolina's defense, they've had their moments where they've given up some explosives. Now, that's been a lot more prevalent in the passing game, or defending the pass, I should say, versus defending the run. But again, Ray Davis, he is one of the better backs in this conference. You cannot underestimate his ability to make things happen. Also, he does have good hands out of the backfield as well. So, if you're the Gamecocks, again, if Ray Davis hurts you once in a while, that's okay. But if it's every single play, that's when you're going to have problems. So defensively, make sure you contain Ray Davis at least as best as you possibly can. Now, going over to the offensive side of the ball. The key to victory... For this unit is. Use the M word to your advantage offensive line. Use the M word. The M word is momentum. South Carolina's offensive line unit. Is supposed to have the same starting lineup. For the third straight week. Heading into this game against Kentucky. Find some wood to knock on before I continue. But. That is obviously a great sign. Because you're finally starting to see some continuity. And if there's a position group that needs continuity more than any other unit on an entire football team, it is an offensive line. You have one guy go down, it can affect every other person along the offensive front. South Carolina, they seem to be getting healthier and healthier at that position group, finally. And also, they have turned in some of their better performances of the season, especially at least in pass protection these past couple games against Jacksonville State, which, statistically speaking, had a pretty good defense coming in, and Vanderbilt, who, sure, might not be anywhere near as good as Jacksonville State when you look at them on paper, but Vanderbilt did throw about everything they could at this South Carolina offensive line. A bunch of delayed blitzes. Safety's coming down, crashing into the interior in an A-gap, stunts, twists, you name it. They pretty much threw the kitchen sink at this unit, and I was thoroughly impressed last Saturday with how well the O-line held up, on top of the fact that it was raining. Not very easy to do. And this offensive line unit, right now, they seem like they are rounding into form a little bit. Now again, obviously, run-blocking, That could be a bit better, and admittedly, it's probably not going to get a whole lot better against a Kentucky defensive front that's got a lot of big athletic dudes along the defensive line and some pretty good linebackers as well, but you have momentum, you have continuity. Use that to your advantage, Gamecock offensive line, on Saturday night. And then the last key to victory, this one is aimed at the fans. I know that you've probably been very unhappy with how this season has gone, or maybe maybe not unhappy, but you're a bit disappointed because you thought this team was going to do more than what they've done to this point, point. and I understand that, but as I've said several times, and I will continue to say it, this team still has a lot left on the table. You don't get many home games every fall. You only get seven of them. South Carolina has gone through a stretch recently where they have not played many night games. They're about to get two in a row to end this season. One of them, of course, being on Saturday against the Kentucky Wildcats. It is 730. It is in Williams-Brice. Bryce. is under the lights. Darude, the original creator of Sandstorm, is going to be there at this ball game. I think he's even throwing a concert a few hours before the game starts. So if you can make it, if you're someone that usually goes to these games, try to get there and be loud. Live up to your reputation as one of the toughest home field environments in all college football. Your team needs it right now. They need it more than they have ever needed it in the 2023 season to this point. You can be a real factor in this football game. The players have said it themselves. Shane Beamer has said it himself. They feed off your energy. They absolutely do. So bring it on Saturday night. Those are the three keys to victory for South Carolina if they want to walk out of Williams-Price with a win over Kentucky on Saturday night. Now, I've also got to own up to something because I made an error when I talked about Lenore Sellers and his redshirt situation. Earlier this week and i'm not one to run away from mistakes i'm going to own up to it and i'm going to dive into it and also try to revisit that discussion now that i have this newfound information in just a couple moments right here on locked on gamecocks now it is time for your projected game changer of the week brought to you by athletic brewing company Much like Spencer Rattler, Athletic Brewing Company has been torching their non-alcoholic beer competitors thanks to their great-tasting non-alcoholic brews. Their brews are great-tasting and award-winning, and they beat up full-strength beers in global competitions. The best part about Athletic Brewing Company is you never have hangovers when you drink their non-alcoholic brews. Spencer Rattler, again, he has been great all season long in williams Bryce Stadium. There's no reason to believe that that's going to be any different on Saturday night. Kentucky's defense, they have been really bad against the pass this season. They're bottom four in the conference in pass defense. So I think that Spencer Rattler is going to continue his trend of great performances in williams Bryce Stadium just 48 hours or so away from now. You can find Athletic Brewing companies and alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all time. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day in just 30 minutes. Okay, I got to own up to a mistake that I made when I talked about Lenore Sellers and his red shirt situation earlier this week. Now, when I talked about this situation originally, I had said to some people in the comments on YouTube, and I probably said on the show as well, That Lenore Sellers, no matter what happens the rest of the way, he has solidified his redshirt status because I was working under the impression that bowl games did not count against the four-game redshirt rule. Again, the rule is, and I know it for a fact now, you can play up to four games the regular season. If you play more than four games, then your redshirt is broken. You cannot qualify for a redshirt at that point. I thought that you could play four games of the regular season plus the bowl game afterwards and it would not count against you. You would still have your red shirt. I was wrong about that. The bowl game part of the red shirt rule, that was only applied to last bowl season. So, if you played in four games of 2022 or 2021 and... You then played in the bowl game for your team. That did not count against you in terms of your red shirt. You were still able to red shirt. But they do not have that carried over to this season up to this point. Now, they could decide that they will give you a waiver. They will make an exception for the 2023 ball season in terms of the red shirt rule once again. But right now, that is not the case. So... If Lenore Sellers, let's say he plays against Kentucky and Clemson, and then South Carolina, best case scenario, they do end up going to a bowl game. And then he plays in the bowl game. Five games right there. If they were not to pass a waiver, the NCAA that is, that means Lenore Sellers would not keep his red shirt. So, I apologize for that. That was a mistake on my part. I pride myself on being really good with my research, and I just completely looked over this. When I did the show earlier this week. And again, I know that I told some people in the comments that no, he keeps his retro no matter what. I was wrong. So if you want to flame me in the comment section on YouTube, you've earned every right to do it today. Because I, I I screwed up. I messed up. So that is totally my fault. Now that we know that that is the situation for Lenora Sellers, let's revisit that conversation a little bit before I get into my final score prediction once again. And give y'all the fan FanDuel spread. I still think that it is quite notable that Lenore Sellers played against Vanderbilt this past Saturday. Because here's what I'll say now. If Lenore Sellers was going to be redshirted by this staff, you would think that they would probably not throw him out there against Vanderbilt. They probably at the very least would have saved him for maybe the Kentucky game. Or the Clemson game if the Kentucky game worked out in their favor. But yet, they still put Lenore Sellers out there against the Commodores. What that tells me, I, I said earlier this week, that tells me that Lenore Sellers is quarterback number two. And that, also, this staff and this team will do anything to possibly win. Otherwise, why would you throw Lenora Sellers out there in a garbage time series with, like, five minutes or so remaining in a football game against Vanderbilt when you're winning by like 30 plus points. Why else would you do it? Now you could maybe sit there and argue, well, Andrew, you know, he, they also played him against Furman and that was the only other game where South Carolina won comfortably this season. So maybe that means that they're not going to use him. Maybe obviously in these two games, if we suspect it's going to be close, then He's not going to get thrown out there. But as I mentioned earlier this week, South Carolina, again, y'all been following the injury situation closely. The Gamecocks are really banged up at running back right now. Mario Anderson Jr., he's been playing through injury, it seems like, for the whole second half of this season. Obviously, he's he's still playing. He's still available. But we have seen him, you know, obviously, sometimes come up a little bit slow getting up off the ground. And that's just an inherent part of playing the running back position in the SEC. Dontavius Braswell, he got some carries last week because he had to. Because DeKaron Joyner hurt that ankle two weeks ago against Jacksonville State. Was listed as very doubtful earlier this week by Shane Beamer. Was not even putting any weight on it this past Saturday when the Gamecocks were playing Vanderbilt. So I would be pretty concerned if I was a Gamecock fan, they probably won't play. And then obviously Juju McDowell, he broke a collarbone against Vanderbilt this past weekend. And he's done for the year. So the Gamecocks are down to two scholarship running backs. And I know some of you are going to sit there and say, well, why don't we throw out one of the walk-ons, Bradley Dunn or uh, DJ Twitty? You maybe, and I mean maybe, see Bradley Dunn get put out there. But again, this is going to sound really, really harsh. But again, there's a reason why certain guys on the team don't have scholarships. I hate to say it like that. And who knows? Bradley Dunn could go out there for South Carolina on Saturday night and he could just have the game of his life against Kentucky. He could rush for like, you know, over 80 yards or something like that and have the game of his career here at South Carolina. He could. And he could very well prove me wrong. But my point is just read the roster for what it is. You have to anticipate that behind the scholarship players there is a marked drop-off in overall skill level. You have to. So, I think that Lenore Sellers, I'm still willing to step out on a limb and say that I think Lenore Sellers is going to play some against Kentucky. Now, maybe it doesn't happen in the first half. Maybe the first half, they try to see simply how this game is going. And then the second half, if it's a tight game, if they feel like that maybe they need to spark offensively, especially in the run game, I could absolutely see them putting Lenore Sellers out there. So I wanted to revisit that because again, it would have been very, very hypocritical of me. It, it, it would not have, I I would not have been able to get over not addressing this when I know some more people have been asking about this week and I've been very quiet about it. And this is why, because I realized like a day and a half ago that I had made this mistake and I was trying to figure out how I wanted to go about it. And I realized that I just wanted to talk about it on the show so that all of you would know that, you know, Hey. I realized my mistake, and I own up to it, and I apologize for that. Revisiting my final score prediction real quick. I went in depth on this on the Thursday crossover show I did with Lance Dahl of Locked On Kentucky, so if you're wanting to maybe get more analysis, then feel free to go and check out the show. But before we go, I do think South Carolina's going to win 31-27. to I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think both offenses are going to have some good drives on Saturday night, but I just think that South Carolina playing at home against a pass defense that is suspect for Kentucky, I think that bodes very well for them. The FanDuel spread right now is set at 1.5 points in favor of the Wildcats. In my opinion, anything 1.5 points or less, they basically have it as a pick really. So if you think is going to win, obviously you can feel free to go to FanDuel right now, put some money down maybe on the money line or just on the spread in general. But with that being said, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in as always. What are your thoughts on the legacy that Spencer has already built and how he could add to that over the next couple of weeks against Kentucky and Clemson? What are your keys to victory against the Wildcats for Saturday night? And lastly, do you still think Lenore Sellers is going to play in this game? Or now knowing the actual redshirt situation, thanks Andrew, um... Has your opinion changed on that? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube or should a direct message on Twitter at ALINE underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. But as always, thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Friday and a fantastic weekend. If you're heading to the game, be safe as always. I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast.